Why am I nervous? <laughs> 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 we, we get nervous too. <laughs> um, welcome back to our podcast. Today we are very excited because we have our first guest on. Grasp, could you do the honors of introducing? Yes. Okay, so our very first inaugural Lover Girls podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Addison Wilson, our beloved teammate. And Addie's going into third year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she plays outside. And yeah, we're just going to have a little chit chat with her. She's super cool. And we're excited to have her on the podcast yeah. today. Thank you guys. We're excited to be here. Yay. It's <laughs> okay. Addie, what brought you to TMU? Okay, so it's a super long story. But when I was 16, I went to a Timo beach camp in Florida. And I met Brett there. She was a coach and Aaron Shen. And um Shout out. <laughs> yeah, shout out. And, yeah, Angie basically told me like you should try out for Timo Beach and um, yeah, we'll go from there. So the next summer I went or I came here to Toronto, tried out for Timo Beach and made it. And I was still living in Fort Francis, which is like eighteen hours away. So I was just like I can't do that drive, right? And <laughs> the daily commute is yeah, a little right? tough. Yeah. So um, I went to Team O HPC after I did the beach tryout, and um, I met Larissa Bigelow, who is friends with my mom. And um, yeah, all that stuff happened, and then I went back home, and my mom was like, "Do you want to move to Toronto because like you're not going to excel here, right?" Mm-hmm. So she's like, or I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I literally put no thought into it. I was just like, impulsive. why not? And I was like, she's not being for real. Like, um, but then I said, yeah. And then um, she texted Larissa and asked her if I could like stay with her. So I like booked a flight, went and stayed with her for two months while my mom like packed up the house and brought my brothers. Um, and then we went to go watch the nationals at Ryerson. Mm. Um, and then it was just like awesome, like the team spirit and like just the culture around the school was just like awesome. And I knew like um, TMU or Ryerson had like a really awesome appreciation for their indigenous students, like they really wanted to represent them. Um, and then my 18 u year, we went to nationals and Dustin was there and he was talking to my mom and he was like, is she signed yet? And, and my mom was like, no, she's not. And then he was like, okay, well, get her to email me. We'll talk about her, like, being on the team and stuff. And then, yeah, just went from there. So awesome. Sick. Yeah. So Dustin is our head coach at TMU now, who's, mm-hmm. like, the GOAT. He's mm-hmm. the GOAT. He's, he's awesome. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. Yeah. That's, That's it. Okay, so, Addy, mm-hmm. can you speak more of the fact that so you went from Fort Francis, which you said is like mm-hmm. 18 hours away, mm-hmm. to play volleyball in Ontario, mm-hmm. like more sorry, Southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like what was that like sacrifice process like for you? It was like really weird. Like I am definitely a homebody. Like I'm very close with my family, so it was like a really drastic move especially for me being so young like I didn't have any family like whatsoever by Mm -hmm. me right I couldn't like go cry to my mom or like get her advice or anything like that so that was like the biggest sacrifice for me um and then like with regards to volleyball because the population there is so small Mm -hmm. like there's not a lot of competition so I was like 
Like, I don't want to sound cocky, but I was, like, the girl. No, you no, you were the volleyball girl. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. So, and then coming here, like, everyone is at that level, right? So I, it was just, like, so different, and I struggled with my mental health, like, um, that sort of stuff, because I was just, like, going from this, like, oh, everybody thinks I'm so good, like, yeah. I can't do anything wrong, to just, like, okay, everyone's this good, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah. No, that's really tough. It was a struggle, but... Yeah, did you find like the team like welcoming when you started or like how was that? your first year what was that like it was um good like i was really shy but larissa she's very good at like making sure her team is bonded and like um what's the word like team building exercises she's like really mm-hmm. into that so like we were all like 12 sisters basically i loved it oh that's yeah. awesome so good okay um who has been like an inspiration for you growing up either as like an athlete or a person like just someone to look up to Mm -hmm. i think it's been my mom she faced a lot of challenges like she had me and my sister really young she had my sister when she was 17 me when she was 19 so like she was trying to raise us when she was still a kid Mm -hmm. um she did an awesome job but um and then she moved across the province for me literally just for volleyball so that's like insane i'm completely like thankful for her for that that's Um, awesome and she's just been like a strong ojibwe woman like she is advocating for ojibwe women and indigenous women as a whole um and she's like paving the way for indigenous um women coaches in the volleyball world so yeah she's definitely yeah shout out to ames so, <laughs> their team, she coaches at Waterloo and they beat us in the playoffs, <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, it's so weird. Like, <laughs> when I signed to TMU, my mom was like, hey, we're not talking about volleyball anymore. <laughs> like, we can't do yeah. that. How has that dynamic been for you? It's like so weird because I just want to like go home and tell my mom yeah. like, what we're doing in practice yeah, yeah. or something like that. But I'm just like, yeah, like, it's a secret. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, it has something really cool that she's doing this summer that we want her to talk about because it's really <laughs> sick. Um, so I put an application in for Indigenous Team Ontario for the 16 boys. Wait, can you first explain like what that is? Oh yeah, Team true. For so, like other people. Yeah, so Indigenous Team Ontario, they go and play at the North American Indigenous Games, which is NEG. Um, it's basically like mini Olympics for indigenous kids like there's a whole bunch of sports like lacrosse rifle shooting like a whole bunch of stuff and there's usually like 5,000 athletes there Um, it happens every two years so yeah I applied for the coaching position for the 16 boys volleyball team and I got it yeah I just (laughs) finalized my roster yesterday oh my goodness that was stressful it was really stressful because there's like Ontario is such a big province, right? I yeah. can't be going to all of the tryouts, so yeah, I have to watch like all of it on video. Film. Yeah, that's hard to tell for volleyball too. For people who don't know, like volleyball, like that's hard to tell. Yeah, because you also want to know like the attitudes and stuff of the <laughs> yeah. people, right? And yeah. you can't really get a sense for that yeah. like over the screen. But good for you, buddy. Yeah, but we go July. 14th to the 24th, I think, and it's in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Yeah. My hometown. <laughs> What's up, Nova? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's at the Canadian... Canada Game Center? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out Canada Game Center. Yeah, yeah. Been there many times <laughs> in my life. That's yeah. gonna be so oh, fun. That'll be really exciting. 
Yeah, I'm excited. The <laughs> me and my mom were having a conversation about this, and I think they kind of just gave me the coaching job just because the 16 boys weren't supposed to be very good. But when I look through the trials, there's like amazing boys on there, so I really feel like a medal oh. is gonna. And we're nice. manifesting it, and once you speak it into this microphone, <laughs> yeah, magical stuff. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, that's so awesome. awesome. We'll, be, we'll be cheering for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those of you listening who might live on the East Coast, when 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 is the competition, and if people want to watch, when where should they go? When yeah, can they? Um, it's the Canada Game Center in Halifax from July 15th to the 23rd. And anyone can come watch. Come cheer me on, please. Yes. Do you have to buy a ticket or like is it just like you can just open. go? Um, I think it's open. Okay. I don't think you have to buy a ticket. Okay. Sick. Show up with some noise machine. Yes. Make yeah. <laughs> noise for our girl. Yeah. Okay, so you talk about how you struggled with your mental health. Mm-hmm. When did that start? Like when did you reach out? for help or like how did you kind of go about that? Um, so I've kind of been struggling with my mental health ever since I was 11. Um, it started with like an eating disorder and depression and anxiety and kind of like spiraled and became like um, kind of like severe addiction for a few years. Um, and then I went to see a therapist. I think I've seen her like twice and then I moved here. Um, and then Colleen at TMU, I've been seeing her like every two weeks and she's been helping me out with that. And then I, last summer, just got diagnosed with ADHD, depression, an eating disorder, um, OCD, and CPTSD. So yeah, we've been trying to work through all that stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm really proud of you yeah. for sharing that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Okay, so for anyone else like who may be listening, who's kind mm-hmm. of going through a similar thing as you like what would like kind of advice would you have to give them or like what would you want to tell them I, I think that having a group of people to like share your experiences with is very important like the stuff that was happening to me I thought it was like weird and wasn't happening to anybody else but as soon as I found people to like share my story with and they had like similar um experiences and situations it made it way easier to like normalize it mm-hmm. but yeah that's awesome I agree I feel like even with me and you like that's how we got I feel like so closely like bonded mm-hmm. it was just like oh I struggled with an eating disorder right? but like mm-hmm. I feel like it's so common for women to like struggle with that mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not talked about enough no mm-hmm. I feel like it's like taboo still especially mm-hmm. in sports right because yeah. eating is like the holy grail but it's just like um our body image is like pressed upon like every constant or every day constantly yeah it's crazy um, i feel like even for me i've had like growing up with like parental things or high performance environments like there's like nutrition sessions mm-hmm. and it's like well your plate should look like this this is what you should be eating this section yeah. and this section yeah. and it's i feel like it's not talked about enough like how mm-hmm. bad that is for young females to be yeah, just how, like, language can, like, be so impactful, like, positive mm-hmm. or negatively towards that sort of stuff. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, more about the size of your portions is what they teach you instead of, like, what your body is telling you. Like, yeah. like you're full, like, what do you need? Yeah, I've even had conversations with people before about, like, what they're, like, told they are and aren't allowed to eat pregame and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I just think that's so weird because everyone's so different, like... 
like how is one person supposed to be able to tell other people what they shouldn't shouldn't be eating like if it mm-hmm. makes you feel good and you can perform how you want to perform then yeah. like you know yeah i'm like what's the issue no <laughs> i know i think i've been learning about that a lot this year just like mm-hmm. everyone's so different and like maybe you want to rip a red bull before the game or <laughs> maybe like, you don't maybe you don't like you yeah. gotta like know your body and know how you you know can mm-hmm. perform and mm-hmm. i think like yeah it's, it should be more accepted okay random question if you could give your younger self a piece of advice what do you think it would be I think it would be just to keep going. There was a lot of stuff that was working against me from a younger age, like intergenerational trauma, mental health, like all that stuff. And like, I just would love her to know that it does get better and it might not be perfect, but like, it does get better. Yeah. Okay. So you talked a little bit about how there was intergenerational trauma, which impacted you. Can you like talk a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm. So... Um, One of the things that I struggle with constantly is I have like very fair skin and in my culture like people don't really have fair skin so um, me and my sister always used to say like we're too white for the brown kids but too brown for the white kids like we're Mm -hmm. stuck in the middle right so that's something I struggled with a lot and then just like the trauma from residential schools um like my grandpa went to residential schools and there's a lot of addiction and substance abuse that comes with that right Mm -hmm. and it's trickled down a lot into me and like my siblings and you can see it like um i've struggled with addiction for like many many years like eating disorders mental health all that stuff so Mm -hmm. it's just like it's, I have to put in a lot of effort to break that for my yeah. kids. Thanks so much for sharing. That yeah. means a lot. Yeah. I think like a lot of people yeah, want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much yeah, for sharing. No, exactly. I think lot. it's so important that like we can have conversations like this. And, like, mm-hmm. We're so lucky to have you on because mm-hmm. you're so open, open with that and mm-hmm. like, you're already helping like so much. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's so it's actually so inspiring. Yeah, like, Aww, you thank are, you. No, this is awesome. Coming back to like the mental health um, stuff, like how or have you ever tried like any meditations or like what has really like helped you with your mental health? Mm-hmm. So the first time I went to go see a therapist, I was in grade ten, um, and she told me like I need to go like on antidepressants. I made an appointment with the doctor, and when I got there, I kind of just like was embarrassed and like shameful because I had never like heard of anyone on medication for mental health. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, when I got diagnosed last year with all that stuff, um, me and Colleen were talking about me starting meds because the my ADHD and concentration was like really affecting my life and like mm-hmm. practice and all that stuff. Like I felt like I wasn't even a real person. So now I'm on stimulants for my ADHD and it's like much better. It's like, yeah, I just feel kind of normal now, but we're still in the process of um, getting me onto other medication. So hopefully within the next year I'll be like, done with that stuff. <laughs> That's Thanks awesome. for sharing. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. Um, can you explain more like about your ADHD or like how did you kind of? Yeah, because that's one that we haven't really talked that much about. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have like firsthand experience, so. Mm-hmm. So like when I was younger, um, I would like rush through my work. I wouldn't pay attention in class. I couldn't really sit still. Um, my marks were not good 
I just thought I was like lazy or like my parents didn't teach me the right way to be a student or whatever. Um, and that's progressed to me like having due realization and stuff like that and not feeling real or feeling like in a dream state. Mm -hmm. The best I can describe it is like, you know, when you wake up and you're like, you're coherent, yeah. you like can't process anything. Yes. That's like, that was my life for a few years. And like, it kind of made me sad because I didn't really get to live my life and experience the stuff that I went through. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's good, but yeah. Awesome. Um, so ADHD is presents very different in boys and girls. Boys are the typical like hyperactive, fidgeting, kind of like everywhere. Where um, girls are more internal, like they have racing thoughts, um, which can lead to a lot of anxiety and depression. Um, this is why it usually goes unnoticed until they're like in their twenties or in their later life. It's crazy. I feel like it's not really talked about. How did you like get diagnosed with it, or like how did you? Like, what's the process like? Mm -hmm. So the process, my athletic mentor Keelan, I just brought it to her attention that dyslexia is very prominent in my family. So she referred me to Colleen, and Colleen referred me to a psychologist to get tested for a learning disability. Um, and I found out that I actually don't have dyslexia, it's just like ADHD and a whole bunch of other stuff. But um, like it's super expensive, that test was like $3,000 oh, for just wow. one test. So I, like, I totally understand why a lot of people aren't diagnosed, because it's, yeah. like, it's so much money. But um, that process was like three, two or three months, I think. And then to get on medication, I had to see a psychiatrist, which, which took like almost a year mm -hmm. and um like as soon as i saw her a week later i was on meds so it's just kind of like the waiting process as yeah. long it's not necessarily like the tests or like that sort of stuff yeah okay. um have you ever experienced like performance anxiety or anything like that mm -hmm. i have a lot even since i was younger i grew up in a very like athletic family so like if you were born into that family like you're playing sports right so just that created a lot of performance anxiety being like i needed to be the best and stuff like that um, sure. yeah. yeah and then being from a small town and being like known as the like girl who's good at all the sports it's and then moving like here i feel like a lot of people are just like kind of preying on my downfall and being like she doesn't succeed like she's not as good as everyone thought and stuff mm -hmm. like that and like from back home yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i know i feel like it's crazy no one talks about that stuff and like um as a teammate how can people support you with that i think obviously it's different for everyone but i think i take my like practices and mistakes and games like way too seriously and if i make a mistake i'm like oh my god like i'm really bad mm -hmm. so i think like as a teammate i just need someone to like smack my butt and say like that was funny you're fine <laughs> yeah i know i think we're kind of like the same with that mm -hmm. i think i've played on teams where when you make a mistake it's so awkward <laughs> <laughs> you have to like like yeah. you can't show like you can't laugh because that is like you're not taking, taking the game seriously, seriously. Yeah. but 
I have. Like, I think I'm the exact same way. Yeah, I'm no, same. The same way. It's like, if I shank them all, like, I, I have to laugh about it, otherwise I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Realistically, it's like one point. It's not the whole game. Exactly. No, it's not that serious. It's really helpful though for I think even just for you to like say that though because I feel like so many people go through that and then it is that weird balance of like I want people to know that I'm taking this seriously but also like you have to shake it off. Yeah. Yeah. And volleyball is so weird too because it's like one point, one point, one point but then if you do something at the 24th point and then it's like you lost this set well then that one point seems way more intense than all the other ones even though. Yeah. They're all worth the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Okay. How is your body doing? Have you struggled with injuries? How has that been for you? Mm-hmm. So when I was 13, I was playing boys football. I was the only girl. Got a touchdown. And then the next Heck play, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the next play, I caught the ball because I'm a wide, or I was a wide receiver. Get and, it, girl. <laughs> yeah. This boy dove into my leg and then two other boys like dove on top of me. My femur snapped, so love that. Sorry, I get really Julie just passes out all the But then I didn't realize what happened, so I got up, tried to walk, didn't feel my leg, and it gave out to the side. And then I just let out the biggest scream ever, and to That's this day, crazy. yeah, people in the parking lot. Um, told me that they could hear my scream and it was like disgusting like it was so gross um, and then I don't know I kind of blacked out like it was a lot to process yeah. my mom to keep me calm she was just like it's dislocated it's fine but my bone was like sticking out it's yeah. like disgusting yeah she's like it's fine it's fine and my uncle Brett he was the coach of our team he came over to me he was like sobbing his face off he's like i'm so sorry baby girl like this is my fault and Aww. i was just like no it's fine like, it's not you but um yeah um because of the town i was in being so small we didn't have physio so i didn't get physio for my knee after that and it kind of like messed it up permanently um and then last year in march i had fallen down the stairs and thought i chipped it so I went to the eMERGE and he told me I had osteoarthritis, which is like what seven-year-olds get, not 20-year-olds. And I was just like, that's sick. He told me to stop playing volleyball and I was just like, I'm You're not. Like, no. no, thank you. And then I went to go see the doctor at TMU um, and she referred me for an MRI and they found out it's not osteoarthritis, thank God but it's a big fat cyst in my knee, like in the jelly part. And like, it's every time I bend my knee, you can hear like crunching and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like the cyst, like rubbing up on my bones and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I have two holes in my, I think it's ligament, one's seven millimeters, the other's five. And then my cyst that's pretty is, big. yeah, my cyst is 13 millimeters. Oh wow. So she's a big mama. Big oh, mama. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, Addie is the most diligent with her physio exercises. <laughs> yep. This girl is putting in work. I just want to say I respect it so much because you. I've had to do the physio stuff before too and I hated it and I was so bad at doing my exercises but you are like mm-hmm. in the gym every day doing your, your bands and yeah. stuff and I just have so much respect. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a grind. Like, that sounds really painful. Horrendous? Yeah. I cannot believe that. It was gross. Yeah, I like they 
when the ambulance got there, they couldn't feel a pulse in my foot, so they thought my bone had severed my artery, and I was, like, internally ble- bleeding, so that was, like, a whole thing. That's so scary. I know. I didn't even know what was going on, because my mom was just, like, shielding me. She was just, like, it's just dislocated. Like, it's fine. You'll be able to practice, like, tomorrow, but it was just, like, fully, <laughs> fully oh, broken. Wow. Yeah. But I have a, a big plate in there, and two screws now, so wow. I'm a little robotic. You're so tough, bro. But <laughs> what? How are you still so bad? She's jumping out of the gym like, yeah. no problem. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but I have to get an injection of like cortisol, I think mm-hmm. it's called, and that'll help me for only six months. Um, but yeah, it's like an injection right into my knee, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sprained my ankle a month before Team O tryouts for like indoor, mm-hmm. and I started jumping the day before tryouts, so that like completely messed up my ankle for good too. Like yeah. it has no flexibility, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, other injuries though, I was goofy footed for the longest time. <laughs> for those who don't, oh yeah, know <laughs> if we have any non volleyball listeners, there's like certain footwork. To spike the volleyball, to spike the ball, <laughs> and some people kind of do it like opposite. opposite. <laughs> it has to do with like what your foot. dominant hand or foot is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's what Google is. That's what yeah, but um, because I was like hitting so hard and had goofy footed approach. Yes. Like, Addison hits the ball <laughs> so hard, buddy. I remember there was like a, su- a summer practice or something, right? Like last year yeah. and it was the first time i'd ever seen you play and i was like holy crap <laughs> i'm gonna get hurt we were like i think you were hitting with no blockers yeah. and i was actually like oh my goodness <laughs> like, <laughs> time you're me, I'm like, <laughs> guys it's coming fast yeah yeah you literally would say that you'd be like for maddie coming fast Yeah, because I was goofy footed and messed up my back and my shoulder and because of the break too, my left leg is a few centimeters shorter. shorter. I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> so that messed up my back too yeah. and makes my pelvis like unaligned. So I have to like get it cracked or realigned like every so often. Um, and then I partially tore my rotator cuff in grade 10 because of that. So I was out. For a while, I was like practicing with my left hand. I was oh like, my goodness. so good at it too, and then I just stopped. So it's so fun. Yeah. No, buddy, you can play any position. Even when you set, I'm like, oh, yeah. I really wish I'd be a setter. Addie was setting over Christmas break, and it was so sick. I wish I could be. My mom's just like, no, you're too tall. No, I'm just like, there's we love the tall setter. It's so handy. Yeah. Round level six, too, so you could hit and set. That would be sick. I was actually middle first too, and then Rich, Eddie, he was just like, no, she needs to go outside, so that's when I switched outside, and then, yeah. Here you are. Yeah, okay, when did you start playing volleyball? Oh, okay. So, recreationally, there's a lot of, like, lucky draws, which is where you give, like, $10, you're put on a random team. We do a lot of it on First Nation communities down there, um, so I played recreationally doing that and then um i played a little bit of beach that when i went to florida that was the first time i ever played beach in my life that's crazy (laughs) that was rough and team ontario was like yeah this girl actually my first tournament 
for beach in Florida was with Brett, and we were playing against our coach. Yeah, that's nineteen U, like USA girls, like on the national team. I think so. It was just like I was like fourteen. I was like, oh my god, Brett, please help me girl. It's okay. It's okay. And so, yeah. but when I played or when I started club is in seventeen U. I played high school in grade nine or ten, um, and I played elementary in grade seven. <laughs> that was it. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Okay, so I feel like a lot of people place a lot of like self-worth and identity in their sport, um, especially if you're on a varsity team, like you're, you know, you're also probably pretty good, and you are like the star of your hometown, so how do you kind of deal with that, like, pressure, just like finding yeah. validation in your sport? Um, What's your experience been? I think, like, regarding my family, they have put not like a lot of pressure because I don't know they're not like hard on me like if I make a mistake they're not like oh you suck they're like it's okay next one but I feel like internally they're saying um like you need to make our family proud and this is what you're known for so you need to be like the best at it and that sort of stuff and like when I dropped out of high school for those two years I put a lot of pressure on my performance and then it kind of like started to decline and I just realized like I am a volleyball player but I'm also a human and like my self-worth isn't going to go down just because like I don't want to play volleyball anymore. Mm-hmm. That's such a good way to look at it. Yeah. I think even for myself now like being done volleyball for the time being mm-hmm. like it, it I thought it was going to be way worse than it was because I feel like in the past I've also put so much of my self-worth like in my performance or like whatever. I think in volleyball like stats sometimes are like really emphasized mm-hmm. and there's just so much that you can't control and at the end of the day like you are so much more than your sport and that game or that point or that mistake or whatever it may be which is like so cliche but I think it's like once you yeah, actually so get that through your mind it. like yeah. You're so much more free too, and there's so much more peace, and then you can just like enjoy your sport, and then when it's over, you're like sick. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think when it's like, like say like a super successful in like, in high pressure environment, high performance team, I think that can like get lost a lot, and it's like we're doing everything we can to win, and everyone is doing everything they can to win but also like we're all people and mm-hmm. a lot of things in university in my experience here and prior so many things have happened in my family and my personal life that were really hard to deal with um and I think it's important to recognize like everyone is a human mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not robots that you know are trained to never make mistakes yeah like you're doing your best yeah exactly I know I think volleyball is an interesting game where stats are like everywhere and it's visible to everyone too yeah yeah no yeah they're not even right most of the time i don't think and i think a lot of like coaches can get or even players everyone i think gets really fixated on focused Mm -hmm. on that and like oh well this game i had five kills and this game i had two kills like Mm -hmm. i should be disappointed in myself Mm -hmm. because i know i can do better but there's a volleyball is such an interesting game. There's like a million. It's literally a game of mistakes. Too. Exactly. Literally, and like one pass or like set or whatever can impact like mm-hmm. everything. It's such a team sport that 
not one person can win you the game, not one person can lose mm -hmm. you the game, and I think that's something we've been learning more about this year. <laughs> that's why I feel like as a collective too, mental health is very important because if you're not healthy mentally, like you're not going to be able to come together as a team and yes. like, perform. Yes. Exactly, and hundred percent. Who cares if you win or lose? Like, if you're not okay, you you can't even enjoy it then either. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's so many aspects. Okay, and new question. What kind of goals do you have, or like, what do you see in your future as like something you want to accomplish or anything like that? Um. So for coaching, I really want to try and get into like the team O like situation. I'm gonna apply next year. Yeah, and then whatever happens this year with Nag, I'm hoping to coach those boys the next time Nag comes around, so in two years. Um, but like for volleyball for myself, I really want to play my five years at TMU and then go overseas and play for a few years and see how that Amazing. is. Yeah, but like for career-wise, I don't really know. <laughs> Welcome to the club! <laughs> <laughs> like you are speaking my language. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And if I had anything to say, I'm like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'll all work out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's no, so exciting. I know. Yeah. I think even when I hear that, I'm just like, once again, like, we're so lucky that we have our sport to, mm -hmm. like, provide guidance mm -hmm. for us. Options. And, like, and it's like, I think for both of us, it's like created so many opportunities of, like, networking mm -hmm. and just, yeah. like, learning. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool that we have, like, this love the sheer love for the sport and it for you even it's opened up so many doors already and mm -hmm. I'm sure it will continue to. Mm -hmm. oh, I can't wait to follow along. So fun. <laughs> okay, on. new topic. We're gonna talk about fashion now because Abby is a fashionista. Yeah. And <laughs> we yeah, we wanna talk about it. So where do you get like your inspiration from or like what has like influenced you or like, mm -hmm. So my family's like really big into fashion. They don't like colors. They just like black mm -hmm. clothes like me. But like my Nana, my Mamera, my mom, auntie, they're all like really into fashion, jewelry, all that stuff. And um, when I was younger, me and my sister would go to powwows and my auntie Sherry, she would, she made our jingle dresses and she would make us like moccasins and stuff. So that was like kind of the so very, cool. <laughs> yeah, the very so first cool. start of that. Would you ever like consider a career in fashion or like is it something that you want to pursue after or just like interested in like your own style? Mm -hmm. I applied to fashion um, at TMU um, but yeah I really would like to go to the program and like I really want to incorporate like dark style like mm -hmm. what I have now with indigenous wear mm -hmm. like more cultural with more modern if that makes sense mm -hmm. and make like a a company or like a line or something no that would be like yeah. such a unique combo yeah, too like that's so cool no, yeah. i can see it oh, yeah. i can see it too it's so it's cool. awesome okay so we're just gonna end it fun so addy has a bunch of sick tattoos i feel like every time i see her she has a new one i'm like addy when did you get that that's so sick um tell us about your tattoos okay so my first one is my astronaut on my forearm it says it's a small world i got it with one of my best friends in fort on best friend day like three or four years and it's ago. like really well done it's and nice. it's holding up so well because it's on your forearm i know volleyball lots of forearm action <laughs> <laughs> like 
bumps. Lots of bumps. <laughs> yeah, the tattoo artist was sick too. We were, I was with my best friend, obviously, and he was like talking to her and just like not even looking at the tattoo. What he just like going ham. I was like, okay, that looks so like, good. That was too bright. But then I have a lot of sick and pokes. They're really ugly. I have a heart on my hand. I have like a smiley face right there. They're so cute. I have a semicolon right here. Um, I have a YOLO on my YOLO. Knee. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a heart right here. That looks so ugly. But they're um, like, they're so fun. Yeah, yeah this is my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, my chili peppers um, I got from my grandma Sammy. She passed away last year from breast cancer. And that woman loved chili peppers. Like her tile floor in her kitchen was chili peppers. All her towels, like her wallpaper, like spicy. literally everything. Yeah, she was a spicy woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then so cool. the last one I got is my spirit name, which is Mangonakwe. It means wolf woman. Um, I can just talk about that. Yeah, tell um, us about that. Yeah, so I went to a sweat lodge with my best friend, and um, it's like it's like this little hut. It's dark. There's a fire pit in the middle, um, and then there is an elder who is the one connecting with our ancestors and spirits. Um, and then there's two other guys with us. Um, but essentially, you just go in there to ask for like help with your addiction or like your spirit name, like just for guidance. Mm -hmm. um, but I asked for my spirit name and um, while he was like talking to my ancestors, she said, my grandma came up and sat on the coals in the sweat lodge and like looked at me and that's how I got my like spirit name. So cool. Yeah. But it was like, it was really interesting too because my best friend was on her right side or my right side and while um, he was singing, the elder, we felt a woman like lay down beside us and I thought it was her and she thought it was me, but I'm sure it was probably my grandma, like just beside us. Such a cool story, yeah. buddy. Thanks for sharing. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, we love, we yeah. love your tattoos are sick. Thank you. I really want really more. Cool. Yeah, I, the next one like a, I want like a centipede wrapped around my arm and like a spider or something. I hate spiders, but I yeah. really want one. Is there um, like meaning behind it or just no? Just it's cool. cool. Yeah, it's just cool. And it's I want cool. one like either right here or like right here. I want some neck tats and I want like a face tat, but I know my mom would kill me. <laughs> so I want to go off. Yeah, I just want to chat it up fully. Love, love it. And if people want to follow you, what are your socials? Um, my Instagram is ady.son. Perfect. We'll link it in the yeah. Oh, yes. We'll tag. Yeah. We will tag. Sick. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Our this first guest. <laughs> and I think this is like my favorite episode. Yeah, no. Honestly. This like, has been so fun. This is what we wanted to do for so long. Mm -hmm. like, you are genuinely such an inspiration. Thank you. If you don't know Addison, get <laughs> yeah. to know Addison. Just want to say, yeah, thank you so much for being so open about all your experiences and everything. Like, we genuinely really appreciate it. And I hope that, like, I know anyone who listens, like, is going to learn so much. Mm -hmm. And just thank you so much. Yeah. For, thank for you guys for asking. I had a lot of fun. Of yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Love you.